Hi everyone. Good morning, afternoon, and evening to you, wherever you may be. This is another episode of Socialize TV. Today's episode is going to be called Brownie Points. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because I feel like sometimes when we get in especially new relationships, we get so excited and we just love having a new person and things seem to be really, really good. You're going on dates, you're communicating every day. Everything just seems to be perfect at this point. But the one thing that I find when you're in your beginning stages of some relationships is that sometimes the person you're seeing is doing certain things only because they want you to like them and not necessarily because they like it too or you know even if they don't like it at all but are using it to get close to you and so sometimes people do things with a motive now i don't think that having a motive for doing certain things is always bad I think there is such a thing as good motives, but we tend to call it good intentions. But I find that, again, at the beginning stages of relationships, you have people trying to do what I call earn brownie points. And brownie points is a metaphor of saying that you have someone who is trying their best to get on your good side, someone who is trying to get you to like them and feel comfortable around them and sometimes we have to be a little bit careful or a little bit mindful of when people do this because sometimes it can come across as very disingenuous and as a woman speaking from dating you know I've met many guys who have tried to earn brownie points with me and it's like only until after the fact that I realized that's what they were doing but in the midst of it happening, I didn't even think about it that way. I just thought that it was something that they just always did or that's just something they do because they're a nice person. But it turns out that's not the case. One prime example of a guy possibly trying to earn brownie points with you is how often he communicates with you in the beginning. This guy usually will text you every day. He might call you here and there. But for the most part, people opt for the easy way out and, you know, text you every day. Which is fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with texting. But that should not be the only form of communication. There are a lot more ways to communicate with someone that I feel are more effective mainly because it builds that interpersonal connection that everyone seems to be striving for and you just can't really do that with texting. The thing with texting is that so many things get misinterpreted and I think that's why people rely so much on emojis because it's one of those protective measures that are used so that there could be a more specified conveyance of the message instead of just writing words. Also, in addition to that, punctuation is very important. 
people tend to get very lazy when it comes to texting they don't spell the words correctly all the time but they really opt out or use the proper punctuation and for example a comma can be so crucial you'd be surprised that the placement of the comma can literally change the entire structure of the whole sentence and when you read it out loud depending on where that comma is or lack thereof can completely change the entire meaning of the sentence and the message can be misinterpreted wrong also use periods we like to say period all the time but we don't use them enough and so use use your proper punctuation when texting but that was a side note but yeah you have guys for example who will send the good morning text and for many girls that just earned so many brownie points it's like oh my gosh you know he was thinking about me as soon as he woke up this morning and it makes you feel special I get the purpose now I'm not saying that guys who do this are automatically coming off as disingenuous that's not what I'm saying at all but what I'm saying is when you have guys who you know again you just met him and he's sending you good morning texts he's trying to get on your good side he wants those brownie points and so when I was dating very rarely and I do mean rarely did I have a guy send me good morning text I think maybe like two or three guys in total ever did that and my last boyfriend actually was notorious for sending not only a good morning text but a good night text and he did this every day when we met each other and even though our relationship was short it was only two months one thing that I liked about him was that he was very consistent you see most guys when you first meet them they develop a routine with you again to earn brownie points and they get upset when you bring up to them like hey you're starting to do things a little bit different why is that it automatically comes across as suspicious and most of the time there's a reason for that but it's like guys shoot themselves in the foot doing this because it's like if you know you're the type of person that's not going to consistently do all of these things every day or every week then you need not do it at all but again you have guys where it's like in their mind already they already know that this is not going to be a long-lasting situation so they're not going to care about being consistent with you really because they just want to get you comfortable with them that way some things that they do will allow them to fly under the radar and you don't pay too much attention to it that's the whole purpose of that and so I was really surprised when I started getting good morning texts because for one thing I'm not a morning person so by the time I read it it might already be headed into the afternoon that's just me being perfectly honest but my ex he would around the same time every day usually somewhere between 7 30 and 8 a.m would always send me a good morning text and the other thing too that I noticed about when he would send the good morning text is that 
every good morning text was not the same. So it's not like he had a, a copy and paste template that he used to send me the same thing every morning. It was a bit personalized, which was something that, you know, some that's a small detail most people, you know, would, would pay attention to, but I noticed all the small details. That's, that's just my thing. And so that got more brownie points with me than the actual sending of the text in the first place. It depended on what the text message actually said. And so I figured, you know, for the first few weeks, I'm like, oh, he's eventually going to stop this because, you know, guys, like I said, they start something really quick and then stop doing it just as fast as they started. And so I already wrote it off like, oh, okay, this is going to stop like probably after the second or the third week. And it did it. One thing, I mean, there are many things that I can say about my ex that allowed him to have some positive attributes, attributes besides why we broke up. Well, one thing I can say about him was that he was, again, very consistent with everything. He was consistent with how often we communicated. He was consistent with how often he came to see me because I was in college when I met him. And so he worked in a different state and I went to school in a different state. And so I guess technically you could say this was long distance relationship, even though we didn't live that far away from each other. But technically, I guess you consider it to, to be one of those relationships. And so that allowed me to really, you know, get attached and really like him and, and things of that nature simply because he kept up his routine. Now, the other thing, too, when it comes to brownie points is that guys are trying their best to pay attention to the things you say and do. This is a guy that's very calculated. And like I said, sometimes... Being calculated can be a good thing and sometimes it can be a bad thing. It just really depends on the situation and the person. And so, pay attention to the types of conversations that you are having with this new partner. What are some things that they're asking you? Are there very specific questions that they're asking? Why do they want to know that information? What are they going to do with it? These are things to keep in mind. And I feel one of the main things that you will probably be asked a lot of is about your past relationships. Most guys who are being calculated for the wrong reasons ask you so much about your ex because they want to figure out two things. They want to figure out what that person did to get you and how they lost you. That's all that they're trying to figure out. And the reason they're trying to figure this out is because the sooner they know this, the less time they got to spend with you trying to figure it out. Especially if they intend on seeing someone at the same time as they're seeing you or dropping you and moving on to a new person.
the thing about it is that when you talk about your ex a lot, whether you purposely intend to or not, you do give up this information. And the thing about it is that if a person is really listening to you and is really being attentive, they're taking note to what you're saying. You know, for example, if you say that your ex had a habit of being inconsistent with you, starting off doing one thing and then doing the next, and the reason why he lost you was because he began to compulsively lie about everything, trust and believe me what I say. When you start having issues with this new guy, he's going to do the exact same thing that your ex did. The reason is because when it comes to knowing what your ex did to lose you, he's going to know the very thing that made you be like, you know what, this is a deal breaker and I'm going to leave this dude alone. The reason why this is important information to know is because if this guy has intentions to stop seeing you and stop dealing with you, he needs to figure out what's going to make you so mad with him to the point where instead of you having to, you know, ask him why he's not dealing with you or basically making him explain why he doesn't want to deal with you, you're going to automatically leave that dude alone because he did the very thing that is a deal breaker for you. So it's a lot easier for him to do the very thing that makes you mad because it's like by the time you take initiative to stop calling him and stop seeing him and break things off with him, that leaves him off the hook. You broke up with him so now he can move on to do whatever he wants to do without having to explain anything. That's why knowing that is so important. And I know it's messed up, but I got to tell you, it took me years to figure that out. Years. Because I will always wonder, why was there a pattern with the dudes that I dated? And it wasn't because I was picking them to be such. There's a difference between being with different people, but the situations end up being the same, versus you picking the same people and the situations being the same. Most people fall into these issues because they have a type. They go for the same people all the time. So it's only natural that the situation is going to end up a certain way. But for me, nothing these dudes had in common would allow situations to end up being the same. So I just couldn't figure out what it was. And I had to think, you know... We, we talked about our exes a lot and I think that they were really listening to what you know upset me and the thing was is that depending on which guy I talked about the issue was the same and so it's like okay what they did to note was alright what pisses her off is poor communication so if I ignore her long enough yeah she might cuss me out during text but at least she'll eventually leave me alone 
and then I can do what I want to do. So that's what will happen. And so this is what guys do. They're very calculating about what it is they're trying to accomplish. And so the same way he's going to do all the things that you like, he's also going to take note of what you don't like. So pay attention to the information that you give up and the questions that are being asked of you. Going back to earning brownie points. The, the other thing I feel that would allow you to figure out whether or not this guy is being genuine with you is if he's doing things that you like to do and he has also already disclosed that these are things that he likes to do too. If he never disclosed to you that he liked doing something and it's your favorite thing, he's trying to get brownie points. For example, if you like to say it's it's your favorite thing to go to music concerts and festivals and you like a particular kind of music, let's just say you like going to country concerts. Most people do not like country music. Most people do. And so, if that guy hasn't already expressed that he also likes country music, but is always going to country country music concerts with you, he's trying to get brownie points. That's what I'm trying to convey to you. The fact that he never said, oh, I like country music too, because the thing is, if you two are doing something that you both don't enjoy to do, he's not going to immerse himself in the experience with you to the point where it's going to allow him to build that bond. Everything he's doing is to appease you and make you happy. But, you know, it could be because he either really wants to see you happy and he's just getting to know you. Or, like I said, he's just using it as a ploy. I know for me, I have many interests. And the thing is, is that it'll be something that me and a guy will have a common something. And it's like, it, it'll be something that we can figure out that we would like to do. But the thing is, is that if he hadn't already said, like, that's his favorite thing to do too, and he's just like going on for the ride. At the time, I didn't know how that was going to end up being. You know, I don't know if he was going to want to do it again or not do it at all or not talk about the experience. I don't know what was going to happen. And so I found that usually, like, if this is the first date and, you know, this happens, I never would hear from him again. And I just was like, why is it that he agreed to do something that he didn't really feel like doing and just left it up to me. I never understood that. But again, it was because he wanted brownie points. He wanted to figure out something. And once he got his answer, you know, it was what it was. And I just was like, 
This is why I would get so angry about guys complaining about first dates and who's paying for what and all of the nonsense that goes along with it. Because it's like, again, these guys already know what they're going to do with you. They already know. It's not like they got to figure it out as they go along. And so I would think that for dudes who already have the intention that this is going to be a temporary situation, it shouldn't be a problem to just go ahead, pay for the date to get her out of your hair and then move on with your life. That's how I would think it would be the easiest thing to do instead of having this whole debate about who's supposed to pay for what. But I guess the real assholes will be the ones to have you pay for your own food on the date and still not call you back. So I, I guess it just really depends on who you're dealing with. But um, again, like I said, I, I begin to notice these things later on and it's quite clever. It's very messed up, but it's quite clever. And that's why after a while when I would say especially like since last year, I really dreaded going on first dates after a while because I just had a feeling in my gut that after that date, I was I had just wasted my time. I felt like it was confirmed that I was going to waste my time. And usually it always was the case because again, I found that dudes weren't really interested in me the way I thought that they were the way that it seemed like they did the way they would communicate with me and how often they communicated all of that was a setup and the thing is I'm not trying to tell you to be ultra suspicious about everything trust me I don't even like being as analytical as I am sometimes it, it just really causes so much stress from the overthinking but what I'm saying is is that sometimes the red flags are initial they are very initial and we just overlook them like we don't even see them and the thing is is that if you notice them this early sometimes it'll allow you to be like you know what I'm not even playing this game with this person. We're not even going to go there. And it just allows you to cut it cut it off right then and there. And that person won't even know why you just stopped dealing with them. It's like, whoa, like me and her was cool. Like we didn't get into a fight. Why she blocked me? It's because she saw past your bullcrap. That's why. And so going back to guys don't want it to do things with you that's not their favorite thing this could be a variety of different activities it could be where you go to eat it could be going to the movies it could be just all different kinds of things and that's just like I said for a guy who's trying to be manipulative for a guy that's doing something that he likes to do and finds out that you like to do it too he will like you so much more so it's not just about sometimes just getting brownie points from you but sometimes they want you to earn brownie points with them too um i'm not sure if i mentioned this in my story time that i did with me and sawyer but one of the reasons why 
we got along so well and we spent so much interpersonal time together was because as he was asking me certain questions and while we were talking about different things, he began to see that we had a lot in common. And the thing about it was that because, you know, we both went to college and even though we studied completely different things, he knew that he was able to have intellectual conversations with me and he was never able to do this with girls that he previously used to date. And this was something that he admitted. You know, he likes to have, you know, again, intellectual conversations that he can't always have that with people. Either they don't have the knowledge or they don't have the experience. And that was something that would frustrate him. And I'll never forget one time, I would say, actually, I think it was the first time that I came over his house when I felt when he told me that he moved. We we were drunk, which was the funniest part about it. But I came over and he liked to watch stuff on YouTube just like I did. And so this was literally I'm not even lying to you. This was literally almost like me sitting in a classroom being lectured and taught about different subjects all within the course of maybe two or three hours. In that two or three hours, he taught me about how 8-bit gaming worked. Um, he taught me a little bit about game gaming, programming, and coding. And he also taught me a little bit about mathematical theory. And it was something specifically about math theory that he was teaching me about. And to some people, it's like, why on earth would he feel as though you want to know all of that or want to sit through all of that on a Friday night, late at night, and drunk? The reason is because he knew that this was going to be his time to shine to show like hey you're not only you're not the only smart person in the room and he wanted to impress me and i have to say the way he went about it was very comedic and entertaining and it allowed us to bond and at the same time even though i was drunk i still was cognizant enough to actually learn something from what he was teaching me and i actually enjoyed the experience and that was something that I feel was unique enough only for the two of us to enjoy and that would be the thing about that experience when you are with someone and the two of you are doing something that the two of you actually enjoy it will make something about that experience very special and it will allow you to see that person in a light that you probably didn't see them in before and you'll like them so much more. It's like, oh, I like, you know, seeing that that side of, of him or her. It's like, for example, say if the two of you both like dogs. And, and you, let's just say your job is to work at an animal shelter. And he came to see you one day. And he volunteered some help. And you're watching him and how he interacts with the dogs and how attentive he is. 
that would make you like him so much more. The fact that not only did he come to see you when you worked, but he also volunteered to help with his time and he seemed to really enjoy it. You will, <laughs> he will just have an array of all the brownie points with you just doing that. And it's something positive because it's like he liked to do it too. And that's what I'm saying. I think it's it'll be a lot easier than you realize to spot when a person is actually being genuine about doing things that you like to do because they like it versus them trying to manipulate you and get on your good side. I think you'll be able to tell the difference. The other thing too I want to talk about when it comes to brownie points is that body language is very important. It's not only just important what the two of you are talking about in the subject matter, but their body language. How do they behave when they're around you? Are they, do they seem to be very open and receptive to conversation with you? Do they give you your undivided attention? Do they cut you off every time you try to speak? Do they listen to you when you actually have the floor in the conversation? Do they provide actual input to go with the conversation? These are things that are really important. And if you have somebody where it's like, every time you talk, they never pay attention to you or listen to you, that's a person who has no interest. They could care less what you feel, why you feel the way that you do. They, they don't care. They don't care. And their body language will say it. They'll be slumped. They will, you know, be in an overly relaxed state, a very nonchalant state. They might not even be paying attention to you. They might be on their phone or just find any and everything happening very distracting. They may even try to change the subject. And this is somebody that you don't want to invest your time in because they're rude. They, they don't care about anything you have to say. And so that's a person you need to cut off. You know, if a person is really enjoying your company, they will be invested in everything you have to say. You have their undivided attention. They're not even thinking about being on their phone for whatever the reason. And it's like, we all deserve to have somebody to pay attention to us. You know, it's nothing like being in a so-called relationship and you still feel by yourself. That's not normal. That's not normal at all. And so, again, there are so many subtle things. And again, when, you, when you're just meeting someone, you get caught up in the excitement of it. And so, these things you're not really paying attention to like that and so it flies under the radio flies under the radio flies under the radar and so it happens but pay more attention the thing is is that if that person is really for you there will be more continual opportunities for you to spend with that individual Everything is not going to ride on that first date. It's going to be more dates to come. And that's the other thing too I guess you should pay attention to. If it seems like it's the quote unquote first date and you two are 
tried to cram in a lot of activities at once. That's something to be a little suspicious about because, you know, a, a first date should be as relaxed and calm as possible because the two of you don't really know each other that well. Even if the two of you have been texting and talking for weeks prior, it doesn't matter. He still has not met you yet in person. Here's the thing. You'd be surprised sometimes how different people are over the phone versus in person. There were some guys where I would talk to them very often and by the time I met them in person, I didn't really like them as much. Sometimes I felt like they weren't even the same person. And so sometimes it got me like really confused as to what to do from that point on because I'm just like, there seems to be a disconnect somewhere. And I don't like dealing with feeling like there's a disconnect. And so, yeah, all that communication is just, I guess, pillow talk. You know, it's like, it's not, those conversations really don't mean anything until you meet each other. That's where it's going to come full circle. That's where it's going to be the most important. And first impressions are everything. You know, some people like to nitpick about the presentation. You know, uh, what the person wore and all the other kind of thing. Not saying you shouldn't care about that. But again, pay attention to body language and, and content of conversation. To me, I feel that's more important. And so, you just... At the end of the day, you learn so much more from listening than you do talking sometimes. And so, it's always good to just be a little more silent. You know, let the person talk sometimes you will learn so much more so much more and so one thing going going off topic for a bit one thing that I loved about my boyfriend that I have now is that when we first started hanging out yes I could tell that to a certain extent there were a lot of things that he was doing because he wanted me to like him. But after a while, I began to see that he really did enjoy my company. Before we even went on our first date, he and I were emailing each other. Not texting, but emailing. I know some people get the two confused. But we were emailing each other often. And we talked on the phone almost every day and we were doing this for about a month and a half before we actually decided to meet in person and the thing was is that I had no idea I was going to like him so much more until I started actually spending personal time with him and this is why I say spending personal time with somebody is so important because there are just certain emotions that have to be present to build those bonds and they are going to exist over the phone. It just isn't going to happen. And so I remember one time we were having a conversation about religion and you know, he asked me, did I go to church? And I said, yes, I go to church relatively every Sunday. And so the first few times, you know, he would just drop me off at church and will see me later. 
But then there was one particular Sunday where he actually wanted to come with me. And so at first I was like, you sure you want to do this? And not just because of how, you know, cultural my church was, but people in general are very iffy when it comes to religion. You know, some people it's like, yeah, they, they're either spiritual or they're religious, but they don't really participate in organized religions such as going to church or being a member of a church. Most people, especially these days, are not part of organized religion. And so, I was thinking to myself, okay, like, you know, you really don't have to do this. You know, it's like, I'm not sure how comfortable you're going to feel or whatever, but if you really want to go, you know, sure, you can go. And so, he went to church with me. He actually said he really enjoyed it. And ever since, he goes to church with me every Sunday. And that's a big deal. You know, that went beyond just trying to get brownie points. That was something that he actually enjoyed doing. And so, that, that's the other thing too. You may be introducing your partner to something that they probably never got the chance to do or knew anything about. And so, that could also be like a teaching moment for you. Like I said with, you know, me and Sawyer, um... I didn't really, I, I didn't really know anything about computer science or gaming or programming or math theory or anything like that. Those things that we talked about that night were the first time I, I even was introduced to those subject matters. So, yes, it was, again, like I said, the way he went about it was very entertaining and funny, but I actually legitimately learned something. And so... You just never know the impression that you're making on a person, and it's important. But it has to come from a genuine place. And this is where I'm going to conclude this episode. Again, it should be exciting meeting someone new. It should be exciting going on a first date and having conversations about life. And everything in between. That's how it should be. But being realistic. Heartbreak hurts so much more. When you have an attachment to somebody. When you aren't that invested. It's like yeah it sucks but oh well. It's just like. You have people who play the lottery every day. You have some people where it's like, if they won the jackpot, it's like, oh, that'd be cool. You know, it's not like they really need the money, but it would be nice to have. And then you have some people where they're in a financial situation to the point where it is almost imperative that they win. Because they know exactly what they would do with the money or what they need the money for. If they did. And so it's a huge gamble. But it's a gamble they're willing to take. That's what it's like. For some people. Dating and being on the dating scene. It's not a big gamble to them. It's a game. You know they're, they're just there for the. For the thrills of the feel. They're not there for anything else. 
And then you have some people where it's like they wear their heart on their sleeve and they really are trying to find true love and they really are trying to find their soulmate. And so every person that they come in contact with, they want to give it 110% because they don't know who their dream person is going to look like. They don't know who it's going to be. And so they want to give every situation their best foot forward. That way they don't miss out on that opportunity because it's really going to hurt them if they do. So keep in mind that everybody has different intentions when they meet you and when they come in contact with you. And everybody is not going to be the one. You know, there are going to be some people where it's like they are literally there to show you how you can waste your time with someone. There are going to be some individuals who are going to show you how manipulative people can be. There are some people who are going to be lessons. Not lovers, but lessons. And you have to pay attention. Because the thing about it is this. If you don't go through those lessons, you're not going to be better equipped the next time. And you always want to be equipped each and every time you start all over again or go back to square one where you're single and dating. You want to be better equipped the next time. And so you have to pay attention. And for the people that you do get along with, that might not necessarily mean that they are meant for you to be in a relationship with. Sometimes people are just meant to be your friends. New friends. There are probably five guys that I've met in my life. Where if we met under different circumstances. Without the intention of romantically dating. We probably would be really good friends right now. But that's, that's not how it happened. And so... I can't go back and then try to recreate a situation differently when that wasn't the foundation of how we even knew each other to begin with. How you meet someone too also plays a role in that. Even though it's not the, the biggest it's not the biggest detail, but it's an important one. And so if you're meeting people solely for romance then having a friendship come out of that is going to be difficult. It's not going to be impossible, but it's going to be difficult. And so, that's why I say, you know, it, it's, it's difficult and frustrating to deal with people who are, are wasting your time. Because their intentions from the jump were never the same as yours. You have a particular mission, so to speak. That you're trying to accomplish and trying to be on. Meanwhile, that person is is treating every situation like a joyride. I mean, and that's fine. That's that's your prerogative. But when you know that that's not what that other person is trying to do, and they're not, you know, being consensual with everything that's going to happen, then don't waste that person's time. Keep it moving. There are some people where, like I said about what I said, culture episode, where it's like there are some people who literally just want sex. They just want to have sexual partners. They don't want a relationship. And that's fine. You don't have to want the same things that I do, but don't waste my time. Well, you know that I don't want the same things that you do. That's where people go wrong. You have people where it's like they're very confused. 
about what they want to do. It's like things may start off one way, but when they get in the thick of it and when they get to know you, it's like sometimes they'll end up liking you more than they expected, and that's when the confusion sets in. They don't know what they want to do with you. They don't know if they want to break up and leave you where they found you, or you know, actually for the first time, seriously invest in it. And so, there are all kinds of mitigating circumstances that people are going through before they even get to you. And so sometimes what ends up happening is not even because of anything that you said or did. There were other things going on that you had no idea about. And so, regardless of the reasons, and regardless of what the situation, I know it doesn't hurt any less. And that's why I'm so committed to what I'm saying here. Because I've been so invested almost every time I met somebody. And I got caught up in, in the feels of it. And I ended up being on a merry-go-round with dating. The thing is, is that you have to be realistic about what's happening. And the thing is, is that right now in today's climate, we got a lot more on our plates than to be worried about trivial relationships. I'm sorry. You have people who are hustling out here every day to make sure that they don't get evicted. You have people who are hustling every day to make sure they got food on the table and that they know they're going to have a meal. It's winter time now. People are trying to make sure they don't get left out in the cold. So, for, for people to feel like they can just waste someone's time or just lie to them and make it seem like they like them when they really don't, those are people you need to stop dealing with. And I think that if we as a whole start taking that more seriously, more people will realize, you know what, I got to go about this in a different way. And it's not cool. So, again, people are, are going to come and go in your life. There are going to be a lot of people you like. There are going to be a lot of people you're going to dislike. That's that's only natural. But the thing is, is that you got to pay attention to what people's intentions are. Like I said, many people want to get close to you for different reasons. It's not always about money. Some people like your energy. Some people like the, the kinds of people that you bring around. Some people enjoy how you make them feel. They get a high off of being with you. So it's not always about some tangible or monetary gain. Sometimes it's just being connected to you where that's good enough for them. And that can drain you. That can hurt you. That can leave you in a deficit of something. And so, pay attention to these things. Because it's going to be so much more painful in the end when you realize, you know what, I should have cut this off a long time ago. And that's how small things escalate to big things. If they don't get cut off when it starts... That it's going to be so much harder to deal with later on. It's just like. Uh, it's just like an illness. If you don't take care of the first symptoms. It's going to escalate to something much worse. And it's going to take a lot longer. To heal from it. 
this is the same kind of thing. So pay attention to the kinds of people you're involving yourself with. Also, check what are your intentions? What What's the point to you as to why you're dating people or why you're doing what you're doing? Really evaluate these things. And I find that, you know, when you do the introspection, it's, it's going to be a lot easier to figure out the bumps of the roads. And so that concludes today's episode. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Like and follow the podcast the same way as it is spelled here or all platforms. And also like the Facebook page to be able to get updates on when episodes are going to be posted. Again, thank you so much for your continued support. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye and so long. everyone welcome to socialize tv thank you so much for tuning in this is a channel where we will be discussing many different topics this commentary is based on my opinion only nothing should be taken as fact or personal stay tuned in and let's get started with today's video